Hey, this is Greg Harvey, pastor at Embrace Church. Enjoy today's message and subscribe so you don't miss out on any upcoming sermons. Starting a new series because it's still at the beginning is keys to growth. And keys to growth really are based on one thing. How many realize this? We, we want growth, right? I mean, don't you want growth in your life? I mean, really, I mean... Don't you want financial, spiritual, you want growth at, at your job, you want growth in areas, you want growth in your home, you, want, you don't want to stay stagnant, you want growth. And we focus on what we want, but we don't realize that it really is this simple that healthy things grow. So where we focus on growth so much, we need to focus on health because there is a principle all throughout Scripture, all throughout life that healthy things grow. Healthy things. If you want growth in your life, then sometimes we've got to work on areas where we're unhealthy, right? And if I want real growth in my life, I've got to work on those areas that, that, that are destroying me spiritually or, or physically or, or financially. And I've got to work on these areas that aren't healthy in my life and bring health to those areas so that I can have growth that comes out of it. Because there's just a simple reality that healthy things grow. So we're going to hit on keys to growth. And Jesus is giving a last little bit. I'm going to read out John 15 and just set this up for you just a little bit. Jesus is kind of sharing last words with his disciples. At John 15, what he's getting ready to share with you, I mean, it's near the end that he's spending time with them. He's already had his, his, his last supper. Judas has already been sent out of the room to go do whatever he's going to do. Um, he's already let Peter know, you're going to deny me three times. All this stuff, I mean, so all these things have happened, and he's on his way to the Garden of Gethsemane, and he's got some disciples following him. And there at this moment, he, he looks over, and at the Garden of Gethsemane, at the Mount of Olives, there's this vineyard over there through this walk, and he looks over, and he begins to share with them last words of wisdom. And how many know that last words carry more weight? How many realize, I mean, last words, this isn't like at the beginning of his ministry. This is near the end, and he's sharing last words, and last words have so much more weight to them, so much more intensity and knowledge. I mean, he, he's trying to, what, what can I share with you? I've already washed your feet. Now what else can I share and here's what he shares with them in John 15, verse 1. He says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You're already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. So abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. 
you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. You can be seated this morning. I don't know if you caught how many times through that as Jesus is sharing this. He's, he, he uses this phrase, abide in me. It was several times throughout that in that, that, in that, in that just passage, those few verses that I read. Abide in me. Or, or other translations, remain in me. Stay in me. Abide in me. Abide, abide. You, you can do nothing without me. Abide in me. I'm the vine. You're just the branches. Abide in me. If you're going to produce fruit, you have to abide in me. He goes through this whole thing again and again. He's just sharing this. Abide in me. Abide in me. Abide in me. Abide in me. And I want to share with you something. A key to growth in your life that you might not realize and I know it kind of sounds a little bit maybe redundant, but Jesus was being a little redundant back in again and again and again. So if you want real growth in your life, if you want real change in your life, we're kind of in that season still that we evaluate ourselves because it's the beginning of the year so we evaluate I want to be better here I want to be better here I want to be a better better dad I want to be a better husband I want to be a better a better employee I want to be a better whatever it is I mean we we have those things we want to be better we want to be better we want to be better and we know that in order to be better there's a few things we've got to change and can I tell you in order for that growth to happen and that real lasting change to happen in your life it's going to require more of the same. Yeah, I know, really more of the same, really more of the same. But that in order for real growth to take place in your life, for real change to last in your life, it's going to require more of the same in your life. Here's what I mean by that. I, and don't, don't get me wrong because I, I, I know that there is some, there's some same in your life that's bad for you and you've got to get rid of so don't don't get me don't get me wrong there's some things you've got to change that's why you're like you are that's that's why that you, you want to get better that's why that there's areas in your life that you want to grow because there's some things that have to change so there's some things there's there's some same that will cause trouble like, like for instance there's there's stagnant same Stagnant same where, where it's that, that you just settle into a complacency. That this is just how I'm going to be. This is just how it is. I'm, 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 I'm just, you, you become so comfortable with where you're at that, that, that you can't do anything. So you can't ever grow. You can't ever. It, it's just the way you are. You've become stagnant, comfortable with, your, with yourself and the way you are. There, there's another kind of same and I see this a lot of times in people, and this is, and, and I can say this because I've got the mic, and that is stupid same, and y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know people that just do the stupid same stuff over and over and over again and wonder why nothing's changing in their life. It's stupid same. They, they, they do the same thing again, and I mean, no people like that don't point 
And, and don't point to yourself right now. Nobody will know it's you. But, but how many know people in your life that they want, they, they do the same thing again and again and again and again, and they're surprised by the outcome every time? I thought this time it would have worked. I thought this time I would have been back. I thought this time, I, you know, it, it was Einstein that, that defined uh, um, insanity as doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result. There, there is that, that kind of same that's just this stupid same. That, and, and nothing will ever change. We, we, we see that in... I, and and I'll, I'll be honest, I've seen that in churches before. I, of just churches that kept doing the same thing over and over and over again. This year we'll get more people. This time we'll grow. This time we'll... And, and, but, but, and it keeps declining. And the results aren't working for them. And they keep doing the same thing again and again and again and again. Why do we do... Because that's the way we've always done it. Why do you do that? Because we've always done it that way. Have you ever asked how God wants you to do it? Let, let me move on. You aren't happy with that. There's, there's, there's other kinds of same that's not good. There's, there's a stubborn same. How many know those people? just stubborn same and they'll say things like this well that's just the way I am really why why is it just the way you are can you not change do we not have that ability within ourselves to change areas that need changing in our lives well it's just the way I am no you're stubborn So you'll never change. Or there's this others, there's there's this scared same. The scared same is people will do the same thing even though they don't like it, just because they they're comfortable with that result. It, it's it's kind of like the children of Israel who marched around a wilderness for 40 years. Doing the same thing again and again and again because they were too scared to march into their promise that God had for them. Well, when you put it like that, I don't like it. But So you do the same thing again, just circle the same, same thing every year. Same resolutions every year. Well, now I quit making resolutions because they haven't changed in so many years. Because I keep circling the same thing and I've just become so comfortable with how I am. And I'm scared to march into this new area because I don't know what that would be like. That's kind of the unknown. And even though there's blessings over there, I'm sure I'll just keep doing this same thing that I'm not really happy with because at least I know what it's like. Scared. Same. When I say in order for growth to happen uh, requires more of the same, I'm not talking about those kinds of same. I'm talking about sacred same. 
not not scared, not stubborn, not not stupid, but 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 sacred. Same, sacred, same, sacred, same that 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 says that some things are good to remain in with God because God stands as my unchanging source of strength throughout everything, and in those areas of my life, if I'm going to have growth growth because he is the source of my growth I have to remain and stay in him abiding in him is what he says stay in him because he is my constant my same the same yesterday today and forever he is my constant my same so if you're taking notes with me this morning I'm not taking notes I've already taken them but if you're taking notes let me let me just give you a few little things this morning to help you out as number one is this is that if you resist the monotonous you will miss the miraculous if you miss the monotonous if you resist the monotonous you will miss the miraculous He said in verse 1, he said, I am the true vine. And watch this, my father is the vine dresser. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. In other words, my, I'm the vine. I'm the source of life for you. I am the vine. My father is the vine dresser or the gardener, if you will. He's the one who, who cuts and, and cultivates and all these. He is the gardener. And we don't like to see the Father in that way. We don't like to see Him as the gardener. We like to see Him as the genie. Come on. That, that uh, I'm going through something and I need the miracle now. I'm going through something and, and so, so I come to God. I mean, I came to church so my life should be getting better. I came Sunday. I, it should be, I paid tithes for the first time. Why isn't my financial bank account full of money and blessings? Because, I, because we like to see God as the genie. We like to see God as the one who comes through and just does this little thing right there and, and that that poof, everything happens the way I want it, and, and it all just changes exactly how I've been planning for it to be. I got myself in this mess, but God can fix it. Come on, so, and we want it now. Now, 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 because that's the kind of God that we want to serve uh, is the God of the now. And instead, uh, Jesus doesn't describe him in that way. He said he's not the genie, he is the gardener. He's the vine dresser. I'm the vine. I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the source of your life. You're the branch that brings forth the fruit. But in order for that fruit to come out of you, you have to realize that the Father is going to cut and He's going to prune and He's going to take away. And what He's really describing here is a process. And we want the change to happen fast. We want everything to just happen because I prayed for it and that's how it ought to be. But, but Jesus isn't describing a fast process He's, or a fast thing. He's describing a drawn out process. The fruit doesn't appear overnight. How many know that? The success you're wanting in your life doesn't, doesn't appear 
overnight. The growth that you're wanting spiritually or financially or, or wherever it is in your life, it doesn't happen overnight. It happens over a process. John, John Maxwell, he, he, he was sharing. I, I went to a conference with him one time. Like we're just buddies. He is sitting right there with me. No, no, he was speaking, of course. And he shared this story. He said, there's this, this, this friend of mine that, that told me one time, he said, John, John, you wouldn't believe this, but I have worked all my life to become an overnight success. And, and, and I, and I kind of got it. Because we see people's lives and we see all of a sudden there's fruit. All of a sudden it's like, like this fruit and I want that fruit, I want that fruit. But you don't realize that in order to get the fruit it took a process of time of remaining faithful in the certain things again and again and again. Nobody experiences it overnight. And I know that you want it overnight. I know that you want it overnight. But it's a process is what Jesus is describing here. In order to get fruit, you have to abide in me. You have to stay with me. There is a process of these in order for the blessings. Let me show you the power of this process. And in the Old Testament, in, in John or Joshua chapter 6, let me, let me just read this, verse 14. It says, And the second day, and then I'll, then I'll talk about, In the second day they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. So they did six days, but it came to pass on the seventh day that they arose early about the dawning of the day and marched around the city seven times in the same manner. That's a big key. They didn't mix it up. They didn't do anything different. They marched, they, they just kept doing the same thing. In the same manner, they marched again. In the same manner, on that day, they only, mar only they marched around the city seven times. This is as the children of Israel finally under Joshua as their leader. Moses is passed and Joshua is their leader. And they're, they're going into their promised land. They get to the very first city, Jericho. And this very first city, and what, what are we going to do, God? They're dependent upon God, and God is setting out a foundation for them at the beginning right now. This is their first city, and He's setting out this foundation of, of who is your source going to be. And He could have said, hey, attack the city, all of y'all. Attack, get your armies ready and attack. And what would have happened is they would have thought that they were their source of strength. So God wanted to lay down the foundation, letting them know, I am the source. Here is the game plan. I want you to march around the city for seven days. March around the city once around. And then they marched. Day two came. Can you imagine? After about three or four days of you get up and you march around. 
and nothing happens. Fifth day, nothing happens. Sixth day, nothing happens. It's getting a little old. Some of you, some of you, you committed to a 21-day fast and you got you've got to day seven and you're like, this is old. I haven't seen anything happen yet. I think I might quit. All I'm doing is getting hungry. Can you imagine the monotonous of it? And then on the seventh day, they go marching seven times that one day. They get up early and they go marching. One, two, three, four, five. How old it must have got. How old to just do the same thing again and again and again and again and not getting the results that you wanted yet. Again and again and again. Said they marched in the same manner again. What would have happened if they would have stopped and said after five times, Psh, that's enough. But, but I think how many times, in case y'all don't know the end of the story, they, they marched seven and then the walls fell. Okay, there, there was. It took seven times and then the walls came tumbling down. There have been songs about it. It's glorious. And... Um, We do Jericho marches in the church when I was a kid, and I was thinking, y'all don't know the, that story, the ending of it? Why are we doing this? Walls fell. I think y'all are missing it. Like, stop at six. I'm counting as a boy. Stop, stop. Quit. It's enough. I want to go home. But I think how many times as a Christian do we get excited because the Holy Spirit drops something in us for us to do? And we get excited and we start with the excitement and the energy. I can imagine the first couple of days they're excited to march. They're at least doing something. But after seeing no results... And the excitement fades. We quit. And how many times have we stopped short of the miracle because we resisted the monotonous? We resisted the same again and again and again and again. And again, he said, abide in me. Abide in me. And I know this, this isn't what you want to hear because you want the thing to happen quick. But it's a process. It's a, it's a process. So it's one of those things. It's, it's like, it's like, like let, let me put it on, and, and I'm not saying this by experience in any way, but if you want to get in physical shape, what we all know, you have to, it requires diet and exercise, don't we? I mean, I'm not, I'm not doing anything new to you. 
if you want to get in physical shape, we know it requires diet and exercise. But what happens is we get tired of the diet and the exercise because we haven't seen the results of our diet and our exercise. In the same way, if you want to get spiritually strong, it requires reading and praying and worship. It requires that daily in your life. It requires those moments of consistency in your life. But what happens is because we go a few days of excitement and we haven't really seen anything different change in our lives, we get tired of the monotonous, so we quit. And what happens is we end up missing the miraculous. Because the fruit doesn't appear overnight. And he's describing this process of it all. So, so, so let, let me give you point two. You're thinking point two. Oh my goodness. Point three is quick. So point two. Is this learn to repeat the right things until the routine becomes the reward. Learn to repeat the right things again and again and again and until the routine of it becomes the reward. John 15 verse 2, Jesus said this. He said, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. What, what he's describing here is it's not just a pro, is a continual process. There is a continual process taking shape. The gardener doesn't just go out once and cut some limbs and prune a little bit. No, it's continually. He's going out again and again and again. It's, it's, it's a continual process. Spiritual growth is this continual process of allowing God to transform us by, by removing those things that hurt us and opening up ourselves to allow His blessings to flow in our lives. And we only really experience this is when we, when, 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 we, when we get into the routine of it, that it becomes the reward. And, and that's hard because we all want the reward. We all want the reward, but we miss that principle that it's the routine that becomes the reward. We all want the reward. We all focus on goals, and we want this, we want that. We want the end thing. We want the fruit. We want the blessings. We want this. We want the rewards. So what we tend to do is we focus so much on the rewards. And when it doesn't happen, we stop the routine. Because the routine we hate. Nobody likes the routine. It seems that way. You know, I've been told, and, and, and I've never, well, you know what, I'll tell you what. There was a time in my life I was in shape. I know it doesn't look it right now. There was a time in my life I was in shape. It was about, oh goodness, 10 years ago? Yeah, 10 years ago. I was in shape 10 years ago. Believe it or not. For 10 years, the routine has messed up my reward. 
the bad routine. But, but there come a point that we knew we had to get in shape, and we were in bad shape. We were. And we, we, we decided we're going to get in shape. We went to the gym that we're a member of right now that we just don't go to. But then we went to a gym, and we went to our first time at the gym. We had a physical trainer. She's a mean lady. Who made us exercise till we were sore and hurting? She asked us that day, she went, What'd you have for breakfast? Well, I just finished off that pound cake. That was my breakfast this morning because I knew I'm getting in shape, so I'm going in all, I'm eating, I'm eating all the bad stuff out of the house, like the day before the fast, clean out the fridge. And we hated it. But we knew we needed to get in. Something hit us that we just, we've got to get in shape. So we kept going. And we kept going. And we kept going. And we kept. And then something switched that all of a sudden, we enjoyed the routine. All of a sudden, we enjoyed the lifestyle we enjoyed. I enjoyed having energy in the middle of the day. Wow. I enjoyed the, because what had happened is it flipped and all of a sudden the routine really became the reward. The routine of it, it, it didn't happen overnight. It, it took some, some time. It took some, some, some effort. It took some, some consistency. But all of a sudden, it, 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 it clicked that all of a sudden the routine finally became a, the reward of it. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. And others, others, you're looking at me like you've got to change the subject to a different one for me to get this because the, the getting in shape is just not getting me there. What, what else you got, Pastor? But it, it becomes the... Reward the routine itself. Going back to John Maxwell, he, he shared with me, and let me, let me share with you a different way. He, 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 he said at this conference that he was at, that someone had asked him, he said, John, how is it that you wrote so many books in your life? Because I don't know if you've ever heard, how I many's heard of John Maxwell, but he's wrote a lot of books, a lot of, lot of books on leadership and things, lots of books. And they asked him, they said, how is it that you wrote so many books in your life? Give us the secret. Give us what, what do you do that does that? And he said, well, there's five things that I do every day. There's five things that I do every day. Every day I do these five things. I purposely, I, I think. And I purposely ask questions. And I read. And if something sticks out to me that I really like, that I read, I file it away. So I, I think, I ask questions, I read, I file, and I write. Every day. You want to know the secret of how I wrote so many books? Because every day I think. I ask questions, I read, I file, I write. Not always in that order. Some days I get up and I write, and then I read. And I ask questions, and I file, and I think. 
Other days I might mix up. They said, well, well John, what, what, about, what about whenever you're not feeling good? He said, well, when, those, when I'm really not feeling good and I'm feeling sick, those days I get up and I read, I think, I ask questions, I file, I write. He said, well, what about when you go on vacation? Oh, well, when you go on vacation, I turn off everything. I mean, everything's just kind of, and it's just me with my family. So on those days on vacation, I I get up and I read and I write and I think and I ask questions and I file. You see, the routine became the reward. The routine became the reward. The routine, y'all aren't getting it, y'all aren't. The routine of it. You see people in their lives and you look at their fruit like, I want what they have. I want that spiritual tenacity that they have. Well, you know what they do every day? They get up and they read the Word of God. They meditate on the Word of God. They pray. They worship. They, the things that they do every day. Well, what about when they're not feeling good? You know what they do because they have the anointing on their life. And the routine has become the reward to them. They get up and they read and they think and they meditate and they ask questions about God. And they, they worship and they pray and they, they do. And what, 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 about, what about when they, when they go, go off with their family? Guess what? Those spiritual people that you're seeing the fruit that you're wanting in their life, they still get up and they pray and they worship and they come on I'm telling you I'm telling you I'm telling you we look at the fruit but it's all about the routine and until the routine becomes the reward you'll never get there you have to have the same thing consistent again and again and again and again and again in your life allowing the father every day to come and cut a little bit here trim a little bit there cultivate a little bit there because what he's describing is a process and the fruit doesn't come unless you abide in the vine I want our worship team if you will to come back up let me share one one more with you and that's this is that you'll never arrive if you can't abide you'll never arrive if you can't abide You'll never, you'll never make it. You'll never experience it. You'll never, you'll never see the fruit if you can't abide. He said in verse 5, I am the vine. I'm the vine. You are the branches. Don't mix this up. You're not the source of life. He is. He's the vine. Here's your job. Stay connected to Him. As the branch, stay connected to the vine. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides, abides, stays, remains in me, and I in Him bears much fruit. It's going to happen. You can't abide in the vine, stay connected to the vine, and not produce. 
It's going to happen. You're going to produce. You're going to bear not just some, but much fruit. But only if you stay, abide. And I love this. Just so you get it clear, Jesus says, for without me, without the vine, you can do nothing. See, the key to change, the key to growth, the key to the success, the key to whatever it is you're after, the key is abiding. More of the same. 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 Staying connected to the God. Jesus Christ, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, who does not change my constant, my source, my strength, my vine. My challenge to you this morning, are you remaining? Are you abiding? Are you faithful? Thanks for joining us today. Please share this podcast. Have a great week and make an impact on those around you.